God. And we're off. Oh, I didn't put in hair phones. Oh, who are your hair phones? That's okay. I'll just assume that it's working. Can you hear this? I can. Does it sound special or does it sound regular? To it me? sounds regular. Really? I'm just kidding. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's special. It's regular special. Welcome back to the show. And we have a really powder-packed show for you today. So much has been going on and we're doing so much. So much of sitting on the couch. There's a lot of sitting on the couch and then there's some walking around the neighborhood. Yes, there is. And then back to the couch. Yes. And then sometimes we heat up food. Yeah. There's a bagel. I had a bagel. And we'll see you next week. Let's go over my shows. <laughs> All canceled. <laughs> All canceled. They're postponed. Uh, but that's okay, man. I think, I hope I've kind of learned my lesson about talking about the disease on podcasts, I think. Yes. But I'd like to say talking to some medical professional friends that I have, and we have hopefully within the next week or two, we'll be seeing the peak of this thing. I think both hopefully and, and cautiously. We'll be seeing the peak of this thing, and then hopefully we're over the hump. And then we start fighting to get things back to normal. And uh, that's based on zero medical knowledge, and it's only hearsay from friends. But got to have that light at the end of the tunnel yeah. type mindset. Well, going back to uh, things that we've been doing and positive things, uh, one of our sponsors, Sebastian O. Uh-huh. He's a hundred dollar sponsor. Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, he'd like to. What's up? <laughs> I've never heard your mouth make that many sounds before. Wow. So he'd like to promote the importance of clean hands. Oh, that's very important. Sebastian, tell us all about clean, clean hands. Hand. Uh, wash them. Uh, you just soap and water and you wash them. Also, he wants to know, he knows that we've already talked about this uh, the last episode, but he wants to know the top three positive things that had happened due to this pandemic. The world sucks right now. But there's always a silver lining. Yes. I mean, I think we did, we went over 10 or 11 last week. Yeah. So that was that. To think of an additional three, I'd have to make an addendum to the list. Yes. Which is? Oh. Um, let's do, uh, <laughs> you have to throw it like that. Fuck uh, out of here. <laughs> Um, honestly, the, my, my, I think my top three are that I've been making sure that I'm cooking most nights. Uh huh. Although last night we did have burgers and they were quite tasty. They were. I have no regret. Um, spending time with you obviously. And you know, having like just an abundance of actual time together. That's probably number I one. I think has been just amazing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, connecting with people that we haven't seen or talked to in a while. I yeah. mean, it's so funny how everyone just kind of keeps coming out of like the woodworks and just it's refreshing and nice that people are, you know, reaching out and we're reaching out to other people. And, you know, it's not that we're not friends anymore or whatever. It's just 
everyone gets busy and now that everyone actually has time to check in, they are. Yeah. So. Uh, definitely keep a mental note of who's checking in. Yeah. Um, with you because it's, it's a nice thing to reach out, especially because mm-hmm. we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I've had friends from college reach out. I've had people from home who I haven't talked to in years reach out. Family has been keeping in touch. We've mm-hmm. all been keeping in touch with, with each other. And also, selfishly, on the Discord end of things, our Discord end of things, we're able to, like, uh, you know, we were able to hop on a video chat, a Zoom meeting with everyone the other night. And that's something that normally the two of us wouldn't be able to do because I'm out at night. Right. Every night. So um, you make do with the hand that you're dealt. Yeah. We've been Delta hand, all of us. Mm-hmm. Delta, not a sponsor. And <laughs> uh, we're doing our best. Yeah. And there are some nice things. Yeah, there really are. Being able to hang out with you for an extended period of time has has been my favorite. Yeah. Bile just rose up in my throat. Because of what I just said? This is my last episode of the show. <laughs> Sick of bending over backwards to give you these heartfelt compliments only to be Thank met you. with bile in your throat. <laughs> Uh, but we hope that you're well wherever you are and hunkering down and keeping clean like always. Yeah. And with that, let's get on with the show. Do you have anything show. to say first, Soy? Um, Obviously no. not. No. WrestleMania was this weekend. WrestleMania was over two nights. It was. Saturday and Sunday. Which was wild. Yes. Wild and weird and will forever be... Stand out amongst all the other WrestleManias as perhaps the weirdest, the, not the worst. No, the weirdest, dude. Okay, can I say something else real quick? Not to get political, what? But every time I have the news notifications on, okay, just in case anything fun to talk about come. Like, there's not one news notification only uh-huh. for the past two months. Uh huh. Every time I see something that says Trump clashes with doctors. Of course he does. I'm like, <laughs> about what? <laughs> about what and how did that go for you? Uh, Imagine being a real estate mogul and clashing with doctors. What is there not enough lollipops in the waiting room? Is the, is the tongue depressor too splintery? <laughs> What can you possibly have to say? <laughs> Splinter tongue splinters. Any hooser. Dude. Who would you try if you were alone in a hostage situation and there was a doctor, maybe hostage situation. If you had a, if there was a pandemic going on, <laughs> who would you trust? Business guy or doctor scientist? I mean You gotta choose one. Yeah, I mean that's obvious. WrestleMania was this weekend. Real estate guy. And it was so... <laughs> you know where you should move to during the pandemic? Ugh. Um, WrestleMania had no crowd. No. It was so weird. I wonder what the ratings were for that because they, uh, they're they the only sports that were on. I could probably look that up. I thought that it was so interesting that they decided to still do it. I mean, 
I can't imagine Vince McMahon wants to ever stop any anything, obviously. Dude doesn't know? sneeze. No. You're not going to stop just because no people are going to show it's up. It's two weeks in a row that you've said that about him. It's Is that not the most fascinating thing you've ever heard in your life? I think that that's fucking weird. Anyway. Um, but it's fascinating to see how many people actually, uh, got in or watched this because of it being the only sports on. Yeah. Even though most people don't think it's sports, but I want to see you in a ring for fucking 25 minute matches. It's really, it's insane to do something based on. Um, partially on crowd interaction, mm. not unlike um, stand up, yeah, but like a physical stand up, um, with zero crowd, and you could tell some of the matches were super interesting because of it, and some of the matches you could tell they were kind of based on. This is just my takeaway that the crowd was supposed to get into it, and it would have been way more exciting if you heard the crowd pulling for one person over another to get them through it a, a, over a hump or something mm-hmm. like that. But it, it is fascinating regardless. Yeah. hundred percent. It's not better, but it's also, I still think it's not the worst WrestleMania of all time <laughs> by far. Which one was your, was worse for you? Nine. I think that, um, I think that, I don't think it was bad either for what I was watching. I've been enthralled in in a book. So um, that's been taking up most of my time. Uh, But yeah, I can't imagine that being... It wasn't the worst. It wasn't the worst. Can I tell you... Okay, so March 30th, 2020? Yes. No, that's raw. These are raw viewership. Okay. So the Raw on March 30th, 2020 had 1.924 million views. Not bad. I don't know if that's bad or not, really. I don't know what ratings. (laughs) And I would have to read this whole goddamn... You can't skim it? I can't. First of all, I'm dyslexic, so I'm not (laughs) the person. Um... I can't imagine that it wasn't, it was less than that. I mean, unless it's only on WWE Network, and I doubt that everybody is going to get that. It is only on WWE Network. But do you, you think can, that people just streamed it for the night? You could do that. I'm in a Thank little you, bit Zoe. of pain today. I'm sorry. Why are you in pain? I, what happened to you? Who hurt you? My stomach hurts me. Why? What's wrong? Because you know. Oh, is it your time? It's my time. It's my time. It's my time. Okay, so per ESPN's Andrew Feldman, uh-huh. WrestleMania 33, which was a couple of years ago, recorded 1.95 million people. Now, that's WrestleMania 33, which was 2017. So does that years answer your question? That was three years ago. Dude, there's that section of... <clears throat> There's that section of uh, Google that's like people also asked, you know? Yeah. And this one says, who won WrestleMania 2020? (laughs) Who's asking that question? No. 
I don't know. I can't easily find out who um, is. I'm sure somebody could easily find it out. But uh, it's very interesting. You made a point a couple of days ago where there were, there's no other sports happening. Yeah, no. Um, a friend of mine who bets on sports was like, I've been reduced to betting on wrestling. <laughs> and uh, I'm watching it because of that. It's very interesting to see sports people who have shit on wrestling for ages, ages immediately be like, I need some kind of competition. doesn't matter if it's predetermined or not. I yeah. just need to put money on something. Also, how much money do you have if you're like need to put money on? That's like betting on a movie at yeah. the end of a movie. What's going to happen at the end of the fast and furious. You never know. I bet there's going to be less cars than they started with. Cause somebody's bound to get into a situation. Yeah. Um, they did have a match called the Boneyard match, which was filmed prior to the event. And it was kind of shot like a movie or like a really crazy episode of Cops or like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is Afraid of the Dark. And it was uh, between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. And it was really, really interesting. And I think it was cool. And it was fun and it gave me that stomach feeling like um little boy anticipatory this is really fun and exciting to watch so when you're put into it when you're backed into a corner i think as a creative professional person and you're like you only have this to work with how are you going to make this interesting and it obviously can't be great in the same way that it normally is how do you how do you um Again, work with a hand that you're dealt and make something awesome and special. And I think this is one of the things that uh, made it super awesome and special. Yeah. I wish I didn't miss that. I um, I was cooking. It's okay. Somebody filmed it. Yeah. So we could watch. Okay. We will. Did we'll you ever find back. out how many people watched WrestleMania? No, I can't. I can't okay, so find it. Neither of us can work Google. Whoa, I did hear me. that. <laughs> um, they also had, so WrestleMania was over two nights. Saturday yeah. night uh, concluded with that Boneyard match that I was just talking about. And then the night after, John Cena and Bray Wyatt, or The Fiend, had a very similar but much weirder type of a match. And I don't even know how I would explain that to a cas- casual viewer or somebody who didn't care Yeah, at all. Lottie may fall into that category, but it it was not. It was like a fever dreamish version of the first night. Yeah, very weird. It was it, yeah. Last night was a little bit strange. Bray Wyatt's thing with John Cena was very weird for me, and I was very distracted, and I kept kind of like going back and forth to my book. But like it, that was very weird for me. I did not like that. Do you remember? Any reasons why in particular you didn't like it? Well, I think because Bray Wyatt's hurt right now, right? That's what I heard. So From the sports fan that called me up. <laughs> they told me he was betting on it. So I think they the reason they did it the way they did so that there was no actual fight. Yeah, it seemed like there was a workaround happening. Um, But it was very, you know, like mind fuckery type thing. Well, is that okay if that's Bray Wyatt's whole thing? Well, yeah, I get it. But I feel like it was, I don't know. 
I didn't like. I didn't love it. There were. But I don't love John Cena anymore either. John Cena. John Cena. There were uh, many references to the past, to John Cena's past. So maybe if you got all the references, it would be more enjoyable. But I still don't know. Like I could tell you what happened in the Undertaker match, and there was a clear story, and I don't know personally what the clear story was yeah. for the John Cena fiend. Yeah, thing. there wasn't yeah, it was there's no real like uh start or end to what that was. It was like somebody like when a teenager finds a camera and is like I'm going to make a horror movie with my friends. WrestleMania 36 200 million viewers. 200 million. Yeah. So up a little from Two years ago. Three years ago. <laughs> Three years ago. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Dude, they used to have in the 90, in the late 90s, that number used to be like fours. I think at the peak of all this stuff, fours and maybe low fives at the mm. very peak. That's 400 million people? Four million. 400 oh. million is a lot. Yeah. Are you saying 200 million or 2 million? Yeah, 200. 200 million? Yeah. That seems crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's the only... Game in town. It's the only sports on. I wonder how long everybody... Tuned in for? Yeah. Yeah. Also, now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking it might be wrong about the But numbers. you're also thinking like, this is million. worldwide. People are watching all over the world. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't find that too hard to believe. But if Raw did, does, yeah. If Raw did 2.9 million, that's almost 3 million. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think anyone will question my math on that. You're if really you were trapped in a pandemic situation with me, who would be up. better at math, me or you? Me. <laughs> but, uh, yes. <laughs> But to go from two almost three million to two hundred million seems like wrong? a jump. I asked. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going up against the internet here. I asked. I asked. What Ask was, Jeeves. What was the no? How many people? Sorry, let's move on. Okay. Because this is just like listening to us typing now. Uh, I'd like to say one thing. That is super special to me about, uh, we have a couple friends who work for the WWE now and one of them, lifelong fan, same age ish, a little younger, maybe has become, has moved to Florida and become a cameraman for them. Yeah. And they used a bunch of his shots in this really cool match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles that'll be played forever in every highlight reel of every WrestleMania. And they're so horny about the history of the thing. So they love putting together these packages of like, this is what happened this year and and the lore, especially with The Undertaker. It's something that will be played forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, really go down in history. And we have a very close personal friend who they used a bunch of his shots in the thing. And for a fan, that's you don't have to turn. I'll believe you. It says, to, uh, Zoya's turning it. And it says, Mark Henry predicts. Uh, WrestleMania. Mark Henry predicts. 
I didn't see that. Zoe, it's the only sentence that's there. I only saw the 200 million. I wasn't reading that. Zoya has an eyesight thing where she can only read things in bold font. Bold. (laughs) The boldest. Zoe, read what it says. No, hang on. But the boneyard match. So keep going. I don't know what I was saying. Um, A friend of ours helped film a match that's going to go down in history. And imagine growing up as a crazy fan of all this stuff and to be a part of making history forever or helping make history forever. Yeah. I mean, it's wild because it's, um, I remember when we first, when I first met Mark, it was with Hobo and, uh, they were getting ready to go to WrestleMania. I think WrestleMania 33, if Uh I'm not mistaken, I could tell you how many people saw that. Um, 1.95. Um, so Mark Henry said, it's like 1.95. <laughs> what were you going to say? Um, and they were just like so stoked and like getting ready to go and, um, doing all of the stuff and the, all of the panels. And it's crazy to watch that happen and him work towards it and to be, now in Florida as a camera guy for them mm-hmm. and doing stuff for them. It's like his dream totally came true yeah. as far as like all of that stuff goes. And it's, it's really exciting to like see that and watch and, and good on him. Yeah. That's, that's the coolest thing ever. Those clips that he did or whatever, his shots are going to be something that you're going to be like, look, look little tiny foul zone one day. Yeah. Whether it's a boy or a girl. Look, Tiny Falzone. Yeah. Tiny's a good first name. Yeah. Uh, there was a girl uh, that we used to call Tiny in um, middle school, and she was the first girl to ever flash me and my friend Alex. Nice. I knew a Tiny, too, and he was not Tiny. Why is that? I don't know. Either that person's definitely Tiny or definitely not Tiny. He's the nicest guy ever. Welcome back to Be Tiny or Not Be Tiny. Zoe. We're in a pandemic. Yes. Um, I wasn't aware. So welcome to it. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Welcome to our pandemic. And we've been in it for 24-ish days. Ish, something like that, yeah. And all I see online are people with shitty long hair. Everyone's (laughs) roots are growing out. Um, Everyone, it looks like a... A pile of leaves yeah. on their head. Yeah. How do you cut your hair by yourself? Dude, it's not good. We have a, a work thread and... <laughs> it's just pictures of people. <laughs> some of our clients are sending us pictures of their own haircuts uh-huh. and own do's. Yeah. And last night I was cracking up. Um that one of one of the girls started off with uh, her client. I'm so sorry, but I bought natural stuff uh, called natural tint, uh, nature tint at Whole Foods. I'm so, I'm so scared. What is nature tint? I don't know, but that's what she sent For, to, to do what color your to color hair? her hair. What is nature tint like berries? You rub sure. berries on your head. I mean, I poured whatever. three bottles of Cabernet on my head. And she was like, uh, it's not the red I'm looking for. Natalie, I lost one, y'all. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so and what then, you, you have to correct all these people's shit when yeah. you're back. And then Des, Des wrote, uh, 
I lost one too. Um, and that was. He looks like Butthead. You know how Butthead <laughs> didn't have any hair on the sides of his head? <laughs> uh, Ryan, Ryan lost one too. <laughs> oh, fuck. That dude gave himself a bald spot in the back. He didn't even earn it. Um, that sucks. So, Zoe, what do you, what do you do? They have to let it grow. There's nothing that you can do. I mean, you could try and like clean up around your ears. Like I understand if like you're trying to just, you know, if you, especially if you're still like working kind of and have like Zoom meetings and whatever, sure, take your beard trimmers and clean up around your ears a little bit, but don't like buzz your hair. Clean up like uh, like around your ears. Somebody tried to do that. Woof. And they came out looking like butthead. I mean, go slow. If you're going to actually do it, go slow. And if you're going to fuck, fuck up the back of your head. Yeah, man, where you don't see it, where no one else sees it. Also, if you're going to trade, I have a friend who traded haircuts with his dad. Yeah. He's like, dad, you do me and I'll do you. Yeah. And then he did a pretty good job on his dad and his dad fucked his, his <laughs> shit all up. Yeah. So then you're going to uh, resent your father for the rest of the time? Yeah. Or will you have a picture to cherish and look back at this time when everything's all good again. Well, Mike's dad, Mike's dad, Mike's uh, college roommate, he just bust his head in his in his driveway the other day. That's the only acceptable self haircut. Yeah. Is getting rid of all your hair. Yeah, my sister last night called me and she was like, "Will you walk me through cutting Tim's hair?" And I'm like, "Dude, cutting a dude's hair is way harder than cutting like a, like a line for a woman." You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is not short haircuts are hard. Everyone knows for a woman, you put your hair in a ponytail and then you cut off the ponytail. No, so don't. So if you're at home, do not, I'll take it from here. No, Mike. If you're at no, home. Do not listen to this. roots wah, are growing out. Wah. You're going to want to pull up <laughs> until you see the end of the root. <laughs> and then cut <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the root is actually a good, if you were able to stay in the lines when you colored when you were a kid, you should be able to cut all your hair off. No, <laughs> no. Disclaimer, do not listen to <laughs> Creepy as fuck. Do not listen to any of this advice from Mike Falzone today. I would do it. So you're home right now. Your hair looks like shit. And you're like, I gotta cut it. First of all, what reasoning would you have for I gotta cut it? It's... <sighs> People that they're, they're still taking meetings, but I guarantee that those people still look like shit too. So fucking who cares? Yeah, your boss looks like shit. Everyone is right now. I live with a hairdresser and I look like this. I, dude, I am a hairdresser and the only time I get ready is for this. Yeah. I can cut your hair. No, I got a haircut a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah, but now we've been in annihilation for a couple weeks. Don't need it yet. So not ready. I can do it. I would much rather cut my own hair than allow you to cut my hair. Great. And it's that's the amount of faith as soon as you have that amount of faith in a person, get married. (laughs) Zoe, do you have any first impressions of modern warfare war zone? other than it screaming at me last night no was it screaming at you? yeah like uh before you even started it but i was i was enthralled dude i was not paying attention any attention to what i don't know if you paid, played wow i don't know if what you, is screaming at you before it starts me um like the the three minutes until you're in your blah 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 you know like the screen before it, it was off. screening at you Screaming. 
It was screaming at me. Whatever the music was, uh-huh. it was screaming. But I was so enthralled in my book that I don't know if you played for 20 minutes. I played for less. Or if you played for seven seconds. Was it, uh, was the Call of Duty modern warfare music a good background for your fantasy book? Don't, don't know. I literally was paying like no attention. I How knew do you that complain there was about it screaming at you and then have no recollection of the sound that came out of it? I was in war in my book. Well, then that fucking music there was There was war-torn stuff going on. Everyone was coming back in my book. It was crazy. You're reading Shit a book got, where people come back. Yeah. Shit got wild. What are you Someone reading? Someone got a... Uh, fucking House Party 3? No. I'm reading a, a Throne of Glass series by uh, Sarah J. Mass. That seems like the worst thing to make a throne out of. Oh my god! Let's have a conversation. It is not. It's okay, just you're the queen. I okay. Okay. You sit on a throne of glass. I am from a different, and somebody can animate this if they want. Different kingdom, riding through your kingdom and pillaging all that I see. Okay, in my bag, my sheath, satchel. Okay. <laughs> horses, be carrying. Their mail bag. Uh huh. I have a rock. Yes. And I'm gonna break into your castle, and I'm gonna Why? overpower your henchmen. For what? For that's what people do. People were bored as fuck in castle times. So the only <laughs> thing to do was to shit in a creek, and or get married, and or kill someone. Yeah. And take somebody else's castle. Yeah. So I've done all the other things. And I'm coming to you, and I'm overpowering your henchmen, as it were. And I get into up to your quarters, and then I throw the rock at your chair. Well, it done. Well, the first book was it was shattered. So how? More times. Did somebody throw the, a rock at a chair? No, I think they use power. I'll have to go back and look. Like electricity? No. They have magical powers, man. Powders? Powers. <laughs> did I say wait, powders? Wait, what a waste of power. No, I didn't. Oh. What's, what, what a giant waste of power. Like if you had lightning oh, bolt hands. so much more. And you could just throw a rock. There's so much more involved in this. Then. Oh my God. I explain read to me why like I'm saying weeks, is the dumbest three thing. Three years ago. It's not the dumbest thing. It just, I understand where you are coming from. But no one even tried rocks. They were too busy learning spells when they could just been. What What would you rather do? Learn spells or have rocks? You have so much more time learn to get spells. Married. I want to learn all of the spells. Whatever, Zoe. Whatever, yourself. Do you have anything else to add to the modern warfare conversation? They are also assassins in this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they have rocks? Sometimes. <laughs> That's fun. Sometimes they can use rocks. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing up for the assassin. Okay. Um, remember that movie with Natalie Portman and that big French guy? Oh, yeah. What was that? It's called Hitman with Rocks. No. <laughs> Hitmen with Rocks. Hitmen. Uh, so I played one game of modern warfare war zone uh-huh. which is like the adult version of Fortnite. Uh-huh. 
I'm sorry that your that's okay. Was it your vagina? No, it's my stomach. Walk me through what's wrong with my your stomach vagina. Hurts. I'm sorry. We'll get out of here. That's okay. We have some questions. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, I think it's very cool concepts. I'm sure it will be fun. Yeah. But I was very overwhelmed. I was dropped from a plane into a world I was not familiar with. Were there rocks? There were rocks, but I couldn't hold X to pick any of them up because I had all these gains. <laughs> gains. I was filled with gains. Did you have knives? Mm. There's a lot of swords and knife play in my book. No, this is modern warfare, mm. not fucking. We haven't figured Castle out how to times. defeat glass yet. <laughs> Which spell defeats glass? Rock, rock, paper, glass. Rock, paper, shatter. On Guardium Leviosum with a rock <laughs> to your glass. Those sitting in glass chairs shouldn't throw rocks. Stones. Yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting, but I'm not any good at it yet. And I played it once. I, you can't start an endeavor like that when you have zero energy. Yeah. It gets to the point. I don't know if anybody else is like this in quarantine times, but at a certain point of the night, I can get a lot done during the day. Yeah. I could find things to do. I can make up projects and I could start knocking them off the list. Yes. And then it gets to a certain point at night where I'm like nothing else today. I can't handle anything else today. It's too much times. Do you have that? Yes. Thank you, Zoya. Okay, yes, we I have do. some. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Zoya. I'm sorry. Dude, yes, for someone I do. who loves me so much and I live with you and we have great conversations every day, sometimes. This is, it's like pulling teeth. I know, I'm sorry. Sometimes I it's don't like feel, talking to teeth. I don't, feel, I don't feel like myself today. I apologize. That's okay. You're not feeling good. I'll try to. I apologize. Is it okay? Why don't with we you? go to uh, calls, calls, calls? We have questions from YouTube first. Can we do that? Tube, 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 tube. We're trying to help some people out with their from the tubes. <laughs> some people need some help. Look who else has a stomach ache all of a sudden. Whatever. It's like my stomach moved up to my head and gave me a stomach ache in my head. <laughs> so we have a bunch of questions that people asked us on the community page of uh, my YouTube a while ago. Mm-hmm. Also, we have a Discord, which is a, uh, a benefit of being a Patreon subscriber. All members of the Patreon get access to the Discord. There's a section in there for questions. We pull some from there. It's called calls, 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 calls. Discord Putang. Discord Putang. Everyone likes when you sing the song. Yeah. I've done my market research. Great. Rowan Sonberg. Hey, Rowan. From YouTube says, can you tell the diff between a relationship going through a rough patch and an unhealthy one you shouldn't be in? I thought that was a terrific question. Zoe, you've been in relationships you shouldn't be in. Mike, so have you. Yes, I have. What have you learned? Um, yeah, what have you learned from them? <laughs> I was trying to have the whole conversation the whole... by myself. Okay, go All ahead. Right, so you didn't have to. Go ahead. I was thinking. Why does it smell like chips? Gross. Why does it sometimes smell like potato chips, but you haven't even had potato chips? I don't know. It's like people that have salami breath that haven't had salami. <laughs> Explain that. I can't. How, who have you met that has salami breath? I told you the other day that your breath smelled like salami and you're like, I didn't have salami. You were talking about me? <laughs> yeah, I told you. 
<laughs> I wonder where that comes from. How Italian do you have to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said back to this person, the, I think a lot of it has to do with whatever the person's, regardless of what they're telling you and what you're telling each other, your true intentions. And if you have a real willingness to make a relationship better, to work together with somebody else to make the relationship better, then I think it's still at a point where it's like you might be going through a rough patch. But as soon as the other person's like, I don't really, this is what it is. Right. And I'm just in it because it's the most comfortable thing that yeah. I have. Yeah. I think that, um, uh, when things start to go like kind of crazy, right? Like you start to, to think about, all right, so is this a situation that we, that keeps coming up? Is it the same argument that we keep having? Has this changed? What's changed since the last time we've had this argument, the same exact argument. Mm -hmm. And if it's nothing, then you know, it's a toxic something that you need to just kind of get rid of. Yeah. You know, um, there's only so many times that you get, you guys can argue about the same fucking thing and not have it come to any kind of either, uh, common grounds or whatever. Like it's, there's gotta be something that's either done and it's either you're going to work your ass off and make it work or you are just not. And you just need to get out of it. Nice. I didn't know you were at the end of the sentence. Yeah. Sorry. That's so funny when people stop sentences, but it doesn't sound like they stop. <laughs> Maybe they're from yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe they're from Italia and not ready. Okay, well, that's two Italian salami, things you're throwing in my Salami face. breath. I don't like the nickname salami breath, and I'm hoping it doesn't stick. <laughs> and if it does, that's your fault. Okay. Um, I, I think I've talked about this a couple times before, but at the end of last year, I kind of weeded, did some weeding, and... I talk to certain people a lot less now because I would get upset and I would bring my problems to you to try to talk them out with because you're always there to listen mm -hmm. and you're the best judge of character of anyone I've ever met. Thanks. And you have great people-to-people -people instincts. So I, whenever I have a problem with somebody, I always bring it to you because I love your feedback. Thank you. What? Do you need I me just... to cut your bangs? No. <laughs> I could, I'll do it right now. No, you can just bring me your problems. <laughs> you Tell got me. pen on me when you tried oh, to be sweet sorry. and hold my hand just now. What? So, um, I started noticing that I was, I felt like I was having the same conversation with you about certain people. Mm -hmm. Like this person did this and it makes me feel like this. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually you were like, or you somehow made me see you're like, how many times are you going to have this conversation? And then I would annoy myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really annoying when, you know, you keep going round and round in circles and the same with the same person. And it's just, at what point is it just okay to let go? Yeah. Because it's not just <clears throat> at that point, it's not just one sided. Both, parties are annoyed with one another and don't really know how to voice it. Yeah. And of course, <clears throat> uh, you know, 
you being the type of person that you are, you never want to hurt anyone's feelings and you always just want to be kind of like super honest and you're never, you're never going for the jugular, right? You're a lot always... of people aren't cool. You're hundred percent right. But a lot of people aren't, don't want to hear honesty when it's about them. Right. And at what point do you just stop trying? Yeah. That's the thing. Cause that's not a you problem. That's, or a me problem. that's a them problem. That's a them problem. Right. And then if they get tired of hearing about themselves from you, but the things that you're saying aren't not true, then you got to like, you have to be the one to, it's not going to get better. Right. So you have to be the one to kind of make a move there. Yeah. Um, and it's okay to, to end relationships like that. There's for sure. no, cause it may not be forever or it may be, you know what you got to do before you end a relationship be do whatever you got to do to be cool with yourself mm -hmm. because i think a lot of people stay in a thing because they're like i don't remember how to be by myself whether it's a friend or a relation a romantic thing or whatever but if you're like you had you were great as a single person because you loved hanging out with yourself so much oh my god yeah so and like good. i kind of wear my heart on my sleeve so for years i based my not worth but I wouldn't be truly happy unless I could be with somebody else. And mm -hmm. then as I got older and certain things started happening, I was like, of course, it would be great to be with somebody else. But at least I love who I am, like, finally. Right, right. So you being okay with going back to, like, your roots or whatever and hanging out with yourself is kind of a good um, point of contact point of reference mm -hmm. as to how good you're going to do on your own. So yeah. do all the work to love yourself. Right. And then you could be like, well, I love myself. Right. And this is what the best version of me deserves. Yeah. And it's not to deal with this shit over and over. Right, and over. right, right. And that's, that's it too. Is like how, how much do you value yourself? Like, is it enough to get out of a shitty situation? Yeah. It should be like nobody deserves to be in a shit situation yeah. on a very base level. You should at least yeah. love yourself enough to not be annoyed by the same shit over and over again. Right. I have to burp. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was next, fun. Next How would question. you pronounce this last name? C-O-K-E-R. C-O-K-E-R. Coker. Coker. Alexandra Coker. Okay says what are some things you use as a pick-me-up when you feel stuck in a rut mm. oh fuck i actually wrote a whole thing about this and i don't know where it is what wh read the question to me again what are some things you use as a pick-me-up when you're stuck in a rut when you feel stuck in a rut I, I call my mom, go find your thing. I call my mom uh, a lot when I'm feeling like that or my sisters, they're always good for, for that. It was funny. I was talking to my sister, uh, the other day, Violta, and she was like, do you ever feel like an adult? And I'm like, honestly, not when I'm with you guys, you know, like, uh, there's been a couple of times where I'd be in a rut and I'd be talking to one of my sisters and we would just do something goofy from, childhood and it would just bring it right back and make everything so much better. Um, you know, uh, working out tends to pull people out of uh, a rut. 
uh, because it gives you uh, endorphins and all that stuff. So that's something good. Uh, working out makes you feel better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, talking to my closest homies is something that pulls me out a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, having people to talk to, having things to do. Mm-hmm. But making... when when my sister was like, "Are you ever? Do you ever feel like an adult?" Never. I never feel like a thirty-seven-year-old woman. <laughs> it's weird to know that we have to be the adults now. I you hate know? it. <laughs> I hate it. What do you hate about it? I don't know. I just I. Uh, Are you stuck in a rut? No, no, no. I. I just, I don't know. I don't hate the fact that I'm an adult. I think I just hate all of the, like, the, the extra stuff, you know, the bill paying. Well, the, everybody hates things that yeah. are fun to do. Um, but it's like you earn the right to be an adult. We're still alive. But I'm so like childish for so many different things. Like I'm goofy and silly. Yeah, but you're and, also like crazy mature about other things. That's not, you're so many different things at once. I think as soon as you lose the childlike goofiness, you start to die. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're so many things, like the goofiness, there are very like, um, there's useful, youthful things about you. Yeah. But ever since you were, you were youthful with mature things about you. So it's like, you got to keep it all to be a well-rounded fun person i just think i'm still very immature about a lot of things i don't know if i'd agree with that but you okay. know you better yeah. than you uh what do you got i wrote this big long thing i've been like not journaling but this is my comedy notebook and i've just been we're in such a weird time obviously so i've been filling it up every day and just hopefully at the end of this i can go back through the stuff and pick through it and make good jokes and stuff like that mm-hmm. but uh this is going to be a, hopefully this all makes sense. Okay. Um, so stuck in a rut, either professionally or, or just kind of emotionally or whatever. I think it really helps to be reminded of stuff. And I think if nothing else, not if nothing else, quarantine is making us all healthier and be for the betterment of mankind, I suppose. But if you look at the, just the fact that the whole world's on pause, it gives you time to do, frees up a lot of your time to remind yourself of things. And I think a lot of people are doing that and enjoying things from your past and in maybe a completely different way, in a more adult way or whatever. I give the example with wrestling all the time. I enjoyed wrestling a certain way when I was a little kid and then you, you, um, learn about how it works and you learn about all the weird, crazy backstage stuff and you go through it again as an adult and you enjoy all the same things in a completely different way. And it's like enjoying a lifelong hobby twice mm-hmm. and you get this connection with people. And then I've been trying to kind of dig a level deeper and been like, why did I look up to these people? Why did I like this thing? Why did I watch these TV shows? And I've been trying to kind of go back and reverse engineer how I became the type of person I am. Because it all shapes who you are, especially the stuff you were watching in the formative years of your life or whatever. And there's all these examples. Like I looked up to baseball players. Baseball, something I don't even watch anymore. I had this VHS tape of the 1986 
New York Mets World Series. And I watched it religiously. And I liked Daryl Strawberry and Gary Carter. Daryl Strawberry hit home runs, and Gary Carter had uh, he wore number eight, and he had a little bit of long hair sticking out of the back of his hat. Mike's favorite number. Mike's favorite number. Okay? And Mike's dad's favorite number. So you learn that. I go through my entire baseball career. Those are some of the guys I looked up to the most. Also my dad and stuff like that. And then as an adult, you learn all these new things and you go back and you read the stories. Uh, Daryl Strawberry just on cocaine the whole time. <laughs> and most of the 1986 Mets on cocaine the whole time. And let's say my two top ones, Daryl Strawberry and Gary Carter. Gary Carter, the straight edge one, who was like uber religious. On cocaine the entire time. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. Who everyone yeah. like shit on yeah. because he was the straight edge one. Right. So it's like you can... And it's like, what drew you to certain people? How does your understanding of them as an adult, what does that say about the person that you are now? And then music is so... I love getting reminded of songs. Like if somebody was like... These are some of the examples I have. If somebody came up to me personally and said, Hey man, remember that song Hook from Blues Traveler? Do you remember that song at all? That's one of those songs where if you heard it, if you're of a certain age and you heard it, you'd be like, what the fuck? Or remember the song Vocab from the Fu- from the Fugees? Yeah. Remember the band Anne Berlin? Remember when uh, Jay-Z met Linkin Park for the first time? Do you remember that? Wild, when yeah. they did that whole uh-huh. album together? Yeah. That, like you just wouldn't yeah, no. remember normally. Also, for those of you who haven't heard it, the Jay-Z Linkin Park album was fucking awesome and blew everybody's faces off. Mm-hmm. And it was like somebody um, made a song at the halftime of the MTV's Rock and Jock basketball game. <laughs> so I woke up thinking of an album that was very influential to me in in whenever it was Incubus's morning view, whenever that came oh out. Oh my God. I don't yeah. remember if that was high school or college or whatever it was. It was high. It was high school for me. I mean, you have a computer in front of you, but don't let me st- stop you. Keep going. How many people watched WrestleMania last year? According <sighs> to Mark Henry. <laughs> so I woke up thinking of this album and I reached out to a friend of mine, uh, Josh Adam Myers, another very funny comedian who has this podcast called like 500 or something like that. The 500 where he talks about the 500 best albums of all time in this list from um, Rolling Stone. And I was like, what are the chances this album is on this fucking list? And he's like, I promise you that album's not on the list. But I was just reminded of something that I haven't listened to in a while. Mm-hmm. That was such a big part of you know, you think about the people you listen to it with, you think about what those those songs made you feel, like anything you listen to in your fucking late teens, early twenties, whatever. Mm-hmm. What does it say? Uh Morning View is the fourth studio album by uh the American rock band Incubus, released October twenty-third, two thousand one. What the fuck? Yeah. So that album came out on my birthday. I have some weird spiritual connection to that album. 2001. Yeah. So I was a junior in high school. Came out on my birthday, junior year in high school. So yeah. there could not have been a more quintessential, yeah. that's my favorite album yeah. album. 
Yeah, I graduated that year. <clears throat> so that shit is not on the list at mm-hmm. all. And he's like, but if you want to come on the podcast, pick something off the list and come on and talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through this list. And I know this is a long story, but I promise it will all get back to yes. being about getting out of a rut. Yes. Remind yourself of shit that you liked and enjoyed again as an adult is a huge part of that. Uh-huh. So I'm going through this list and you could do it at home right now. Uh, Rolling Stones, 500 greatest albums of all time. And they all have a little blurb next to them saying why the album was important and what was going on with the artists writing the albums and just, you know, 500 fascinating stories about music. Mm -hmm. And one common thread was this artist had this to say and they used this medium to do it and they were pushing the boundaries in this way and this person was an artist because of this, this, and that. And so music is something I love being reminded of. Mm -hmm. There are also things that you don't like being reminded of, like when you did something stupid or you made a mistake or you treated somebody badly or whatever, something you hopefully learned from. 100%. And then there's one thing in particular that I am middle of the road. I love it and I hate getting reminded of it. And that is, you know, I've been in the hospital a couple of times. Right. And almost every time it's a life changing thing. Yeah. Most recently with the kidney stuff Mm -hmm. back in the day with my lungs and my Mm -hmm. fucking. Near death experiences. (laughs) All of that. (laughs) Yeah. There's something I learn every time I come out of the hospital where you're like, time is the most important thing that we have. 100%. And, you know, you should find something awesome about every day Uh, because if you're not in prison or a hospital and you're on your two feet and you're moving around, there's always something to be thankful for, regardless of how, you know, if you're in a goddamn quarantine or if you're whatever, there's always something to look forward to. And there's always something regardless of how bad things seem that you could be thankful for. Yeah. And that's something where if I'm healthy for a long period of time, it fades. And I hate being reminded of that because yeah. I get down on myself because I'm like, that should be at the forefront of your mind all all the time. But it's like living in California. Every day is fucking, you know, 70, 80 degrees and sunny. You lose appreciation for the great days if you don't have bad days. Right. You know, so right. it's a very human thing, but I still get disappointed in myself for needing to be reminded of that. Mm-hmm. So you back up two and a half steps to the things that I was reading about all these famous musicians combined with this other thing. And I thought about, I'm a creative person. I was a musician. I'm a comedian. I do this YouTube stuff and I take a lot of pride in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love doing it. I love having done it for years, it doesn't always feel great. It would be so weird to say for 13 years, I've been so pleased and at the top of my game with absolutely everything I've ever put out. That is a, I go through ruts all the time Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm reading all these stories about these amazing musicians and I'm like the closest I ever was or am to creating stuff in a similar fashion to all these amazing artists is when I'm like fresh out of the hospital, Mike, or the years where we started dating and I would come, we talked about this the other night, I would come to the bar 
and I would just have a notebook and I wouldn't, I would, you know, talk to you until you got busy at work. And then I would go in the corner and just write. Yeah. And, um, I like to be reminded of that because it's when I was doing my most purposeful work. I I had a very short set of rules around like the 2013, 14, 15 time period where I was like running everything through the filter of does it save people time and is it funny? And I think what I did now as somebody in my mid thirties is I turned the dial up on, is it funny? And I maybe dialed back a little bit. Does this save people time? But when I was running that shit through, is it, does it hit these two things? That's when I was doing my most purposeful work, I think. And Hmm. it made me a little sad that I would ever lose touch with that. But obviously we just talked about it. It's a normal thing to do. Right. But it also made me so crazy hopeful and excited for things I'm going to make in the future. Right. And um, trying to do what I did then with stand up now is the adult version of like what I was going through then. So that is the longest possible winded answer I can give you, but most honest things that I felt very recently and was inspired to write down for how to get out of a rut. Yeah. Remind yourself of shit. Think about what you were feeling at the time, why you liked it so much. Think about how you're different now. Think about the people, like fucking talking to all these people that we haven't talked to in a couple of years or yeah. haven't seen in years. Yeah. It all reminds you of shit about yourself yeah, and about them. And it helps you figure out where you are now, which helps you enjoy your life more, make what you want to do, do what you want to do. Yeah. Speaking of time, uh, Theodorus Carambellis is another $100 sponsor this week. <laughs> and great. he would like to promote alarm clocks. Waking so everyone cool. up too early since two, uh, 428 BC. Invented, invented by the great philosopher Plato. His version used large water, uh, a large water clock that made an alarm Single, similar, similar, wow, to a water organ. Signal, similar to a water organ. I'm sorry. I'm fucking this up. Why don't you just tell me what it says? When he came up uh, with the idea, his exact words were, do you believe in the power of a curse? Oh, Jesus Christ. Love you guys and all of my friends on Discord. Oh, dude, that was so interesting until it got to the power of the curse thing. I'm trying to look up the sound of a water organ. Okay, so first performance. Here's, here's, what does a water organ sound? Okay, so this is what it sounded like when Plato woke up. That's a nice fucking way to wake up. Hear ye, hear ye. Do you think Plato said hearey, hearey? Hearey, hearey? Hearey, hearey? Hearey, hearey? <laughs> no, I don't think he said hearey, hearey. But I do think he was said hear ye, hear ye. Well, Tom Iamholt would like to shout out his podcast, Conversations 
for a better life. Are you Tom? It's hosted by Tom and his estranged friend from co- from college, Miles Woodfield. Miles Woodfield sounds like he would say, hear ye, hear ye. They would come back together in 2018 when the death of Anthony Bourdain left them feeling the need to talk about mental health. Their initial conversation about suicide, seeking help, and the life's purpose becoming uh, became the first episode, and since then, they have bound... Uh, they have bonded and laughed over the often surreal experience of living with mental health. If you live with a disorder or know someone that who does, consider giving them a listen. And I will put the link in the uh, in the description for Conversation for a Better Life. That's very nice. Go check out their podcast and also yeah. check up on your goddamn friends. Yeah, for real. And family who may be not doing as well mm-hmm. as you are with isolation or check up on each other. Discord is a great place to fucking, it really is just a bunch of people talking to each other about their shit. Yeah. I've had very intimate conversations with a lot of them and it's, it's Humble brag. Yeah. It's nice. It's just, it's nice to be able to like, you know, talk shit out and like hear somebody else's, you know, opinion about stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> what else you guys say? Uh, Alex Krupps, uh, he doesn't really have anything to promote this month, so instead he'd like a moment to thank Zoya. Oh, very specific. She puts in so much effort to make an awesome podcast for all of us, bringing in all of her talents and her intelligence <laughs> and her comedy. The amount of care she pours into the community is honestly heartwarming. And yeah, I guess Mike's there too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. I don't know what he really does. <laughs> Come on. But being, but being around is cool, I guess. Zoya, though, she's real top-tier podcast host. She is. And more importantly, top-tier human being. Well, I'm a fan of Zoya as well, so I'm down. And then he said, thank you both. Well. He was taking a stab at his comedy, and I think he did real good. good did job, he? Good well, job. you know what happens when you stab sometimes. Alex. Any good fencer will tell you that sometimes you miss. Thank you, Alex. So on guard, Alex. <laughs> Get got. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, we've got all of our $10 group who they all get a shout out. Great. Do you want to do that now? And then we got two quick questions from the from the discord calls from the discord calls 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 so go Perfect. right into uh if you're a ten dollar sponsor you get a shout out on the podcast it sounds a little something like this mr feeney mckenzie mcelroy mcel yeah uh bailey ditto benjamin fuchs uh milky beans sorry i dare you to go through this list without saying uh, no, not gonna happen matthew j palka alice day may alice may del cough Ram Clias for Prez. Hey, can I ask you a question? Too many words. Can I ask you a quick question? Felicia Shimberry, what? Okay, never mind. John Frank, what? <laughs> Just go. Alice May, she was doing everyone's on the Discord. That's that's a Discord thing. I don't know what you're saying right now. The Alice May D cloth Ram Clias for Prez. Is that so what I, you were going to ask? I have no idea what you're saying right now. I, I'm saying someone's name. That is here. no one's name. That's her name. That is. That's what it says. And no I'm just one's reading name. What it says. I promise. Shane Welsh, Rebecca, uh, Faith Rebecca Borga, 
uh, Emily H., Ed Birch, uh, and Kita. Uh, Hannah McCary. <clears throat> Southmouth. Scott Harrington. Uh, Aubrey Ferreira. Barrington Lloyd Lovett. Delphia Williams. Lisa Sikora. Uh, Logan Snyder. My, uh, Angelou. Maha. <laughs> <laughs> Melvick. I don't know. I don't know if it's Maya or Maha. I, I don't know. I'm I fucking mean, that up. I pick know. Pick one I and say it confidently. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hayden Record. <laughs> Josh uh, Stepan. Biff. Antler. Katie Farrow. Jesse Enright. Gabrielle so Silco. Much. Lou Drake. Devram Kistun. Stink Wrinkles. Uh, Joseph Dilcox. Katie Lee G. Lillian Carrillo. Tatiana Clay. Magnus Silva. Hale State. Uh, uh, Emily Borky. Uh, Kyla Johnson, Grant Levisure, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Nicholas Anderson, uh, Desi Lynn, The Wandering G-Bear, Sean Stone, Joe Finney, uh, Keith Erickson, Monique Quistorf, Chelsea Thomas, Benjamin Jenko, Troy R., Kristen Kane, Danielle DiVerona, Heather Zink, Just Josh, uh, Ty Davis, John, uh, John Robinson, Dara McGrath, Valerie York, Lauren Daughtery, J- Jason Kananen, Helen Ford, Gary Parsons, uh, Micah Espreto, Katie B. What is happening? <laughs> well, that, was, that was very weird. Did you think you were making uh, all those noises at once? I didn't know what was... I thought somebody was talking in the background. Sneaky buttons. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh Cadot. Call me Sneaky Buttons. Kendall Marie. Justine Johnson. Nestor DeLeon III. Bailey and Garrett Kirkendall. Bryden Cloughsmith. Uh, Jacob D. Bradford. Katie A. Uh, Taylor. Uh, Katie Taylor. Sarah McCory. Uh, Sergeant Sparty and Superfloss, you guys. Thank you all so much. Thank you all so much for your support. That's a long list of names. It is a long list of names. We're very thankful to have a long list of names. Um, we hope all of you are uh, hanging out in the Discord, having fun. I uploaded the uh, full version of last week's video podcast, edited lovingly by Dram Drake McIntosh. Um, he did a great job. I know I'm a couple episodes behind on there, so hopefully I'll uh, I'll catch up real mm-hmm. soon. We have mm-hmm. two calls from the Discord. Would you like to do those? Let's do them. Do you want to <laughs> sing the song? Calls, 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 calls from the Discord. Calls, 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 Pontang. <laughs> calls, 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 calls from the Discord. Calls, 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 Pontang. Our first call from the Discord comes from somebody in the Discord. Okay. <laughs> Forgot to write down their name. What's your go-to thing to eat, Zoe? I'm talking about the food that substitutes all meals during laziness. The one that is the real reason you're still alive today. Mine's PB&J with bamanias. Okay. And then alternatively, what's your comfort food? Pasta is always going to be my, I love, I love pasta. I would love some pasta right now, but I don't feel like making or cooking anything. I can cook a pasta. I'm a towel. I will not. 
Gracias. Um, I don't know. I think go-to is always like bacon and eggs. Like I think that we always have some sort of something of that all the time, yeah. you know? Um, That's why you go to a diner, man. You could always get bacon and eggs any time of day. Yeah, you can't really fuck that up either. Um, Although I have been to a couple places that try really hard. Mel's Diner, not to call anyone out, not a sponsor, put an orange on their bacon and eggs. And that is something you're doing only because you're trying to be different and fancy. And that is not a different or fancy place. No. So you no. don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, there's no garnish that needs to happen there. It's like you're eating a blue moon. Uh-huh. And it's bad. And yeah. that's a bad decision that yeah. they should stop making. Yeah. Um, also, their bacon tastes like dog biscuits. <laughs> it sounds like a fever nightmare. Yeah. It sounds like that Bray Wyatt match. Yeah. And do you have an all-time comfort food? Uh, I don't know. Doritos. (laughs) Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool. I I know Zoya's comfort food. Cool Ranch Doritos and Sour Patch Kids. Mm, I would love that right now. You hear the sound she made when that's a, that's Mm. the, (laughs) that's the, you're right answer. You are right. What's Um, yours? So my, I absolutely don't want to leave the house to get food and I need something or else I'll pass out is turkey sandwich. Yeah. I'll just put, if you have turkey and bread. Yeah. That's it. You dress it up real nice. That's something, it feels like eating cardboard, but you get it in you. <laughs> yeah. And there's not really, you don't need anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're full. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's a better answer to this, but I'm going to go easy comfort food. I miss getting Wendy's mm. a lot. I used to have Wendy's all the time and I don't anymore because it always makes me feel bad afterwards. Yeah. But we used to have this thing where every time we got off the plane from New York to LAX, we would mm-hmm. go to Wendy's. Yeah. All you tourist losers are going to in and out yeah. and fucking up big time. Well, no, we were coming in. home too, so. Huh? We were coming home from No, but New I'm York. saying they put that in and out right next to the LAX. Yeah. To catch them. Yeah. Like fly paper. Yeah. And it does. It catches them. There's always a fucking line. I mean, it's smart. Smart, smart business move. It's smart, but it's not as good as you can get. <laughs> we're going to end this show. On a would you rather, one okay. of the best would you rather's I've seen in a long time. And uh, Zoe, I can't wait to hear your answer about this. Okay. Really think about it. Do you about already this. know what my answer is going to be? Should we do a newlywed thing where I guess what your answer is? Okay. And then you tell me if I'm right. Okay. And then you do the same for me. Okay. You have to, I really want you to think about this because I had what I thought was my answer and then I thought on it Mm -hmm. and now I have a different answer. Okay. But it's solid and I'm not changing it. All right. This is from Dev. Hey, Dev. Ram Kisser and let's hear it. Dev Ram Kisser. That would have been very funny if it was. (laughs) If it was just Dev Ram Kisser over again. Yeah. Let's see if we can do this. No. <laughs> that would get to Dev Ram Kissing. Dev Ram Kissing. This is from Dev. 
He says, would you rather marry Joe Exotic or get punched in the face every time you leave your house? Oh, my God. (laughs) And I thought this was really a great. That's a great would you rather. Yeah. Um, I'd rather get punched. <laughs> punched. Oh, I, I gave you my answer. <laughs> so we had a whole game set up. I know, I fucked it up. But if we're going to be totally honest with each other, and I think we are because we're married, yeah, I was going to say you would say I'd rather get punched. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I would take it like a champ every day, too. So I'm... Because I would actually go to jail for killing Joe Exotic, I think. Hmm. Do you think they'd put you in jail for that? I mean, I don't know. He probably had it coming, so probably not. I feel like somebody at the FBI would be like, oh, huh. Uh, I'll just kick this evidence into the Gator house. I, I I have to say though I think you're gonna pick getting punched in the face. That was not playing. Hold on one sec. There's still nothing playing. Yeah, I'm not good at this. Okay. <laughs> so loud, and I apologize. I'll never do that again. Um, Zoe. You're going to say Mary Joe Exotic. I would marry Joe Exotic. <sighs> why? And I'll tell you why. One. Is it because he'll give you free meth? Yeah. <laughs> free meth for life. He's had so many straight men marry him. Yeah. See, he's good. This is how he does it. Okay. Go explain. First of all, you as a person who have been punched in the face, <laughs> you answering, I would rather get punched in the face every day is mind boggling. Because also as a person who's been punched in the face, I don't want that. Yeah. Because it's not fun. Yeah. Every day, as soon as you leave your house, sometimes I leave my house five times. Yeah. You're knocked out by the time I got to do stand-up at night. No, it could only be one time. Oh, no. You make the rules? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're bad at this. Oh, that would have been a great opportunity okay. to make a noise but uh it didn't work out you're just pressing buttons man you don't know what these things do this is a very delicate <laughs> did it got it oh i can't imagine how loud that is sorry guys sorry not sorry so keep going i would marry him because one he is in jail yeah for the foreseeable forever okay so I could just have this guy in jail. I don't have to pick up the phone. I don't have to go see him. I could just live my fucking life and top of the pops, not get punched in the face every day. Okay. That's fair. That's actually the better answer. Boom. Don't do it. Sorry. <laughs> You guys, this has been Welcome to Our Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find everything Mike Falzone on MikeFalzone.com. Come see me live. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> that's going to happen again. again someday. You guys, thank you so much for listening. We love you. I love you. And um, I love you as well. we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you for bearing Lloyd Carrington with us. And I hope <laughs> that you're... Uh, 
you're safe and sound in your home and we're all going to get through this. Yeah. Wash your hands, please. Wash your ass and your eyes. Okay. Bye.